Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serial Holic Sisters. True crime shit. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Welcome to our weekly podcast. What's up, y'all? This yeah. week, Crystal gets to tell us her take on whatever crazy psychopath is out there. That's true. So hey, it's my turn. Um Samantha has no idea what my case is, so she's going to hear it along with y'all. I don't know if she even knows of this case at all, so I guess we'll all find out together. Hopefully, so, uh, something you don't know and, and are just bored out of your mind because you've heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! No. Uh, <laughs> so, so first, before we get into it, I have to have to take a spiel on my daughter for a second. A spiel. Yeah. I got I to gotta tell everybody about her um, new addiction. Oh. So, so um, it's my fault, and I want to beat myself up for this. So, so my youngest, uh, she's a girl. She's three years old, um, almost four. And I introduced her to <laughs> the Spice Girls. Yeah. And I've never in my life regretted something as much as I've regretted this. Really? Oh, my God. Every five minutes, she is bouncing around the house singing tell me what you want what you really, really want <laughs> and I kid you not the other day I was making dinner and she comes in and kept kept like repeatedly playing the same part that slam your body down and wind it all around part <laughs> and I legit looked at her and said I'm about to slam your body down <laughs> that's, that's good things to say good things to say to your three-year-old <laughs> I, I don't really mean it but lord have mercy it is the worst. I just can't ever. imagine. I just can't imagine like being over that song. Oh man, <laughs> wait until you hear. And it, here's the thing that that she does. It's not like she like listens to the full song and then repeats it or anything. No, she listens to the first two minutes or not even two minutes. Uh, that would be the whole song. The yeah. first like uh, I don't know, ten seconds of it, and then repeats it again, and then the. That was a good one. She doesn't even let you get to the awesome rap part at the end. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But she does this thing with her hands where she's acting like she's rapping. She's like moving her hands back and forth in a circle. (laughs) Is that what you do when you're rapping? (laughs) I guess. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a rapper. (laughs) I mean, obviously. (laughs) I'm telling you. Well, we're, look. (laughs) If there's, if there's one thing that we are not, it is rappers. Yeah, I just had to had to share that that lovely intake of my my daughter this week. I kid you not. I next it's gonna be Hanson. <laughs> She's gonna be bopping all around the house. Yeah, Different. my yeah my husband already told me that's a no go. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so so anywho, yeah. just wanted to liven up everything before we sit here and give you all the gruesome details of our next case. <laughs> Yes, and I will give people trigger warnings when gruesome parts are about to come. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to work on that. <laughs> sorry. Got a sorry, little feedback from the last episode that we needed some oh, work. <laughs> I guess I need to work on that when I start classes, too. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. <laughs> if you guys didn't know, um, I'm enrolled to start criminal justice classes this uh 
this August. So that'll be interesting. I'm super stoked. So anywho. Okay. You ready? Let's, let's get started. Ready to talk about it? I'm ready. I'm ready, ready to know. Find out what we're talking about? I'm, I'm so, so ready to know. Okay. Like the suspense so, is killing me. <laughs> okay. Oh, so you want me to start talking now? Okay. So I <laughs> today I'm talking about the bizarre case of Daniel Laplante. Do you know Daniel Laplante? I feel like that sounds familiar. Okay. If you if you know it, once I get into it, you're gonna be like, Yes, I know this. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this case is a little different from like most of the true crime cases that you hear. And that it's not really the murders that um, LaPlante committed that gave him his, quote, fame, which is a terrible thing to say, like, about a murderer. But, I mean, <laughs> that's you're famous. You're famous for murdering. Um, but it's true. Like, all the well-known serial killers and murderers are, I guess, by definition of the word, they're famous. But it's... Yeah, and I don't... It's not because of the murdering, though. It's because of the way they did it. Right. It's because of the many cases that they, like the many victims that they, they took. So, I mean, it's sickening, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get what you mean. So what makes this, um, what really makes this case so like hardcore creepy is the super, super fucked up events that happened before the murders happened. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so the murders would actually be the events that like put him in the public eye, public eye. Bleh. And then that's what like brought up his dark past. Okay. okay. So I'm gonna get. I'm in. intrigued. I'm, I'm intrigued. intrigued. Okay, you ready? Y'all settled in and cozy. You good? I'm all cozy. I'm all cozy. Got my cranberry juice over here. Nice. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. Let's go. <laughs> so Daniel Laplante was born in 1970 in Townsend, Massachusetts. He suffered a super traumatic childhood, as most murderers do. Um, he was sexually and psychologically abused by multiple adults in his childhood, and unfortunately, oh. the majority of this was done by his father. Oh, yeah. no. No. No, his yeah, father... See, this just goes back to every freaking... We say this every episode, y'all. Come on. Be no. a better parent. <laughs> it's, it's not that hard. Just don't abuse your kids. That's all you gotta do. Like, for real. So, um, his father was the one who administered the majority of his punishments, and allegedly he tormented him, tormented him physically, emotionally, and sexually on a regular basis. So, this um, troubled upbringing affected every aspect of his young life. He struggled in school, both socially and academically. Um, he was diagnosed with dyslexia. Ugh, I can talk today. Dyslexia at a really early age, and most of his classmates were kind of dicks about it. They, like, referred to him as creepy or weird, so that did not help. Um, when he was in his early teens, school officials recommended that he see a psychiatrist because they were seeing, quote, abnormal behavior. I couldn't, like, look and I couldn't find any examples of what that behavior might be, but everything just said abnormal behavior. They also noticed a general reluctance towards, like, giving a shit about his appearance or hygiene in general, so that's nice. Oh. Yeah. So, basically... He was disgusting. <laughs> he just, he just in, in other words, he needed some soap <laughs> and some mm -hmm. water. A little Axe body spray. Um, <laughs> a little, little spray, a little spray spray over here. <laughs> right. So, okay. Okay. so this um, psychiatrist referral that could have been a huge turning point in Daniel's life. Um, it was during these sessions that he was diagnosed with a hyperactivity disorder. 
and that didn't really mesh well with his already deteriorating mental state. Um, if he'd gotten the help that he needed during these sessions, it may have turned out a lot differently for a lot of people. But unfortunately, the psychiatrist turned out to be a major douche canoe. So his like, like, what do you mean? Like so he was just mean to him well, or he just didn't want to do it. So um, his relationship with the psychiatrist took a dark turn when the psychiatrist made sexual advances towards Daniel. Oh my God. Was he like a good looking guy or what? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like, like, mean. like that's just not right, man. Not what right. Kid? He already knows what was going on with his dad. I would assume because they were going through these, through these sessions. He might not have it still. What the hell? Like, what are, what's up with all these, like, male guys? Like, right. okay, I'm, I'm sorry, man. Anyways, continue. I'm over here. <laughs> so for the next year to come, um, the psychiatrist sexually abused him during their sessions. Jesus Christ, stop going. <laughs> oh, trigger warning. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this situation like i was saying it's just like with his father and that this was a guy like it was a man that he trusted to care for him but instead it just added another layer of grief to his existence basically mm-hmm. so um in his early teens daniel established himself as a small-time thief which is not good so like aladdin <laughs> yeah he was a, he was a street rat no, he spent his <laughs> evenings breaking into people's properties and stealing their valuables. Okay. So as his burglary skills increased, so did his desire for torment. By age 15, he was breaking into people's homes and not only stealing their shit, but he would also just like start leaving behind random ass items in people's houses. So like, he, so he was pulling a, a Logan Huntsberger, huh? <laughs> Maybe he was. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Come more girls, lovers. <laughs> so he, would just, um, he, was take, he was taking trinkets and leaving trinkets. He was. Leaving <laughs> random ass trinkets. <laughs> um, he would also just, like, slightly move shit around in people's houses. Like, so, like, Chris used to do that to me all the time just to piss me off. Because he knew, like, as soon as I would walk into a room and see something move, like, three inches to the left or whatever, my OCD would, like, kick in. <laughs> I would freak out, and he found it freaking hysterical, and I did not. <laughs> oh, I'm over here imagining, like, everyone thinking, oh, God, we have a ghost in our house. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just... <laughs> yeah. I know I put that box of cheese that's over there. <laughs> right? Where the hell did this trinket come from? <laughs> God dang, Logan Hunsberger. <laughs> oh. So when Daniel moved stuff around, it was a lot more sinister when, like, Chris would do it. Um, And that he did it in a way that, like, made it clear that someone had entered their house, but not so much that it was, like, immediately obvious. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't realize it, like, at first, but then eventually be like, wait a minute. Like, so eventually he was invading people's homes purely for the purposes of playing mind games with the homeowners. Yeah. What a little clip. <laughs> what a little menace. <laughs> Danny the good menace. Girl, instead of Dennis, it's Danny. Danny the menace. Man. So in 1986, my birth year, Danny set, <laughs> Danny set in motion the series of events which he would be forever known for. So he had obtained the phone number of a family's 
of like a local family. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a different, I've read a couple different explanations on how he got the phone number. Like one source said that he got it from a friend. One said that he got the phone number when he like burglared that particular house at some point and just like found the number and got it. But like there was no confirmations on how he got it. Okay. So the house belonged to a family of three. It was Brian Andrews and his two daughters, Annie and Jessica Andrews. And Annie and Jessica were both like around the same age as Daniel. And so he started calling and started having regular phone conversations with the girls. He told them that he had been given their number by like a mutual friend who went to the same school as them. And he told them that he was a good looking, athletic, blonde, well-educated boy who also lived in the area. So they didn't even know who it was, and he was no. just like, "Oh, hi, I'm gonna have regular phone conversations with right. you." Right, right. This is okay. Fine. This is. Let fine. me just let me just put this out there for <laughs> again, <laughs> parenting guys. Don't talk to strangers. I mean, if, if a if a weirdo <laughs> calls your house, you don't have regular phone conversations no, with them. Do it. Um, and I'm gonna post some pics on the gram of him. And he is absolutely not blonde or particularly athletic looking, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, so he's like the scrawny little dirty boy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, okay, okay. Like, I know some people that don't look like jocks are like hella athletic or whatever, but th- that's not the case. Like, he was, he was like catfishing these girls before that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> you can find good old Danny on an episode. <laughs> catfish <laughs> so i'll post pictures but he's got like dark greasy hair um okay. just kind of scrawny but yeah he's he'd be he'd be catfishing y'all like <laughs> he'd be majorly catfishing <laughs> like you didn't even get the same color hair bro <laughs> <laughs> like I am a handsome blonde athletic male like did it just like oh man i gotta lie to these people uh, 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 blonde. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh my god! Then you go and try and diet, being all being all dark and greasy, and it turns orange. <laughs> that is absolutely what he would do. Like he does not know that you have to bleach it out first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. <laughs> so Annie and Danny became pretty well acquainted, or so she thought. She didn't really know, but. And um, they had several phone calls. And then after, like, talking on the phone, like, for a while, they arranged to go out on a date. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's not talk to strangers. But now let's not. Now you're going to go meet the stranger. That's smart. Well, actually, he was going to meet her. Like, he, he came to pick her up at her house. Oh. So, like, he show up? Did he actually yeah, show up? He I'm did. sorry. Continue. <laughs> he did. So when Danny got to the Andrew's doorstep, um, Annie was shocked to discover that the boy she'd been talking to was actually the complete opposite of who he said he was. Um, Instead of the athletic jock type boy she was expecting, her blind date was a disheveled, greasy, dark-haired boy. Yeah, that's what you get for talking to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. You get what you get and you don't throw it. So Annie was, um, she was too polite. She didn't want to be a dick about it. So she let Daniel take her out. Oh, okay. I would have had some sort of stomach ache or something suddenly, I think. Um, I would have been, um, no, I mean, you're nicer than me. <laughs> I would have been like, you are not at all what you said you were. You're like, who the fuck are you? This is, <laughs> this is not happening. <laughs> Where's Daniel? Danny? 
Am I being punked, Ashton? <laughs> Am I? Where's Asher? Ashton. Where's Asher? Ash. Oh, that's right. Ashton. Where's that? I'm sorry. Where's Ashton? Ashton, I'm being punked. You can come out now. Oh Lord. Okay. So it was during their date that Daniel discovered that Annie and Jessica had recently lost their mother to cancer. So Aww. that's that's why it was just them and their father in the house. Um, okay. He allegedly he took great interest in the details of her mother's death. Annie later claimed that it seemed though seemed as though he was obsessed with the death of her mother and he continually questioned her on how she felt at the moment she died and how much she she suffered okay that's not weird or anything that's, no, that's a great first date um so yeah, yeah after I'm... just after just over an hour on this amazing dream date um Annie noped the fuck out of there and made some <laughs> kind of excuses <laughs> laughing around <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> oh we'll see ya <laughs> So, um, okay, okay, good for you, Annie. You do you, boo-boo. Finally opening your eyeballs and just no. So the girls, um, they were not, they actually weren't doing very well with the passing of their mother. And um, one night, not long after Annie got catfished, um, she and Jessica attempted to contact their mother by performing a seance in their basement. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so we all know okay. that seances are not like a thing to be fucking with, especially <laughs> if you don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> uh, uh, light as a feather, light as a feather, stiff as a board. <laughs> Every sleepover of my teenage life now. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it. Because I remember, I'm sorry, we got to pause this. Because I remember when you had two it's of your friends. weird that I was a witch. No. <laughs> <laughs> when you had two of your it's very weird when you had two of your friends stay the night one of which was like i don't know where this is going and i don't know if i am gonna have oh to i remember it. i remember the whole light as a feather stiff as a board yeah, and then i remember you did it because i went into your little like got in the middle of your little sleepover which i'm only i mean i'm your little sister i'm i'm here probably like i don't know maybe 10 years old maybe i'm like hey i want to play <laughs> you guys were like, you have to be a witch. <laughs> we're like, like, no, fuck you, get out of here. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just that you're not a witch. So, <laughs> continue. <laughs> anyway, where was I? Okay, seance. Um, yes, so they're doing the seance. Okay, so the same night that they did, um, they weren't really expecting anything to come from it. They were just missing their mom and messing around and whatever yeah. so that same night the girls woke up to a rhythmic knocking against their bedroom walls oh hell no <laughs> hell okay so they thought the seance had worked and they spoke to the like the unseen force as though they were talking to their mother one more time they basically okay. were treating it like this was their mother's spirit and they were like asking the spirit questions um, and they got replies via knocks against the wall, and this continued for several evenings until the knocking became so regular that it started disturbing the girl's sleep. Um, over time, objects in the house began to disappear. Items that were laid out on the table one day would find themselves strewn across the floor the next. Um, the girls would come home to find furniture moved from one side of the room to the other. And eventually they believed that they were being haunted by like a demon instead of the spirit of their mother. Um, and yeah, instead of it being your, their mom, which is what happens when you yeah, find no. seances and shit when you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, 
Like, don't put the Ouija board up, bro. You, you, you let a demon. I want to know. I want to know who decided to invent a Ouija board. Who like this, and then put it on the shelves for people to buy. <laughs> you can get that shit at Target. <laughs> you can though. That's true. You can. I'm sorry. Um. So, anyways, the girl's dad, <laughs> Brian, he thought that the girls it was the girls themselves that were like causing all this havoc. Um, let's see. They like tried telling him that they believed that <laughs> they thought that they had unknowingly allowed a vengeful ghost into their home, but he like refused to believe this. He's like, no, you guys are just, y'all are being ridiculous. He thought that they were struggling emotionally, which they were with the death of their mother and thought that this was like some way for them to deal with it, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, so then they- they- go ahead. So, so then he put them in therapy. <laughs> no. <laughs> therapy. He's like, nah, girls. Therapy. <laughs> nah, girls. You be cray. Hopefully not to the same psychiatrist that our good friend Danny went to. Um, oh, God. <laughs> so one night in January of 1987, the girls heard the knocking while they were alone in, like, the front room of their house. By this point, the constant tapping had become so common that it was, like, seriously, it was, like, driving the girls, like, insane. Like, they couldn't handle it anymore. But this particular evening, it seemed that the noises were not coming from the walls, but from the basement. Oh, okay. Right. That's not, that's not where they came from before. It's not. Um, armed with a kitchen knife, the two girls made their way towards the source of the noise. And can I just say, this is how people get killed in horror movies. Like, oh man yeah if you hear a creepy ass sound down in the basement you do not go towards it like i don't care if you have no a, that's probably what the killer's gonna kill you with like don't bring them a weapon to kill you with anyway <laughs> you're supposed to go the other way darling <laughs> so the yeah other way when they got down to the basement they found a message on the basement wall written in like some kind of red blood red looking substance and it read i'm in your room come and find me oh hell no <laughs> hell no hell no girl, run the hell out your house so they did out, they girl. broke the out <laughs> and they ran to the neighbor's house so good job girls um they waited for their dad oh, to get home God. then when he did they like told him what they discovered um and you know he didn't, he didn't believe any of the spirit stuff and thought that they were doing like all of this themselves so, he, like, he thought that they had written, he saw the message on the base, and he thought they had written it themselves, like, so he just, he did decide to have them go to counseling after that. Oh, okay, but not the same therapist, right? No, no, just, a, just a different counselor, just a counselor in general. Okay, okay. So that is good, but they weren't doing it themselves, so that, that's not good. Yeah, that's nuts. Oh my god. Yeah, so. Several weeks later, a similar incident played out, but with even more bizarre results. The girls. Same girls? What? I said same girls, too. Yeah, same girls. They're doing it. Okay. Same girls. They heard the knocking sounds again, Um, but this time it came from behind Annie's bedroom wall. Okay. Yeah. So they went into her bedroom, um, and they were greeted with yet another message written in blood red on the wall. And this one read, I'm back. Find me if you can. Oh, my God. Get out of my house. <laughs> Change the locks, bro. Like they, need to, they need to 
have some sort of, uh, they need to sage the shit out of that house. Oh, no, it ain't, no, no, staging ain't gonna do nothing, because you know this Danny, this, this Danny, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know he needs to get up out my house, <laughs> don't make me care in your ass, <laughs> oh my god, so again, they freaked the fuck out and ran to the neighbor's house and waited for their dad to get home, um, when he got there, he thought they were making it all up again, and he marched straight over to the house to prove that there was no one else inside, um however when he entered the house he noticed that some of their shit had been like moved all around mm-hmm. and it, it 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 seemed like someone had been in the house when because they hadn't mentioned anything being moved around so he, he got a little like uh, that's, oh that's well now i'm gonna listen to them <laughs> <laughs> so um he went to go check out annie's room alone by himself when he entered the room, there was an additional message on the wall that the girls hadn't mentioned that said, marry me. Oh, no. No. <laughs> that is not a good proposal. <laughs> Gentlemen. Gentlemen, let me give you a piece of advice. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> That's how you get a restraining order. <laughs> you don't want marry me written on your bedroom wall in blood? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Oh, wait. No, didn't you know that's how Dallas proposed? <laughs> Did I not tell you the story? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Gross. Continue. <laughs> Gross. Well, that's not all, folks. Gross. Okay. Okay. Brian looks over to the other side of the room, and he sees a young boy dressed in Brian's deceased wife's clothes. Oh. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's a little dramatic, but what? <laughs> yes. So he was wearing her makeup, one of her dresses, and a blonde wig. And he was holding a motherfucking hatchet. Oh, no. Get out of there, Brian. <laughs> Run for your life. <laughs> Get the fuck out, Brian. Like, you need to nope the fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, you guessed it. That young boy was Danny. <laughs> hey, Danny. Um... <laughs> Hey, what you doing there with your hatchet? And your wig? <laughs> what, you, what you doing there in the blonde wig? Where did he get a blonde wig? I don't know. I was wondering that. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but like all of the sources said that he had a blonde wig on. I don't know where he got it. He must have like he went to the, went to the beauty at, shop. I was gonna say he must have stopped at the party city. <laughs> so um, they they a struggle like began like they started struggling with each other daniel was um with the hatchet like trying to come at he was coming at him bro um and somehow daniel was able to escape like disappear like brian later recalled being dumbfounded at the way that he just seemed to disappear from sight with like no effort at all um yeah, weasley little boy <laughs> weasley little boy yeah weasley little boy but he probably has some like weird ass crawl space that he's got going on in their house so they that's called how he disappeared, how he disappeared. <laughs> so they called the police and um when they investigated later they they figured out how he was able to vanish so suddenly oh what what happened oh i'm, I'm gonna tell you what happened i'm gonna tell you <laughs> oh okay um did he have a crawl space <laughs> 
It's possible. He had a crawl space. That little <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> little motherfucker. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Motherfucking crawl spaces. Motherfucking crawl spaces. <laughs> so, um, after the local police realized the messages had been written in ketchup, which is why it was blood red, um, they searched the house for clues of as to how Daniel had been able to access the house in the first place. Mm-hmm. So one officer found a hidden crawl space behind a cupboard that was like built into the wall of Annie's bedroom. Well, of course, that's how they kept hearing the freaking banging on the wall. Of course. So when the officer opened the hatch to this cabinet, he discovered Danny LaPlante curled up inside. What a little freak. <laughs> I was like, he ran back to his girls. Yes, that's how he disappeared. He like just, he like got the dad all discombobulated with his hatchet and his wig and then just like scurried into the crawl space and just curled up and waited. <laughs> Is he still dressed in the women's clothes? It doesn't say, but I imagine probably. Um, oh hi you found me your turn to hide and seek <laughs> i also like to imagine that when they opened the hatch they like saw him and they like yelled they're like what the fuck and then they just like <laughs> yeeted him out and cuffed him but i mean I don't, I don't i don't know exactly how it went but yeah they found him they arrested him um once he had been removed from the scene officers conducted a thorough search of the andrews residence and to their horror they discovered that um, LaPlante had been living inside the walls of their home. And it was later revealed that he'd been living there for two months. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just living in their walls. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so creepy. Right? Like, watching them all sleep and... Like, you know, like, sometimes in houses, you'll hear, like, sounds. You'll be laying in bed at night, and you, like, you just hear, like, a sound. And you're like, oh, it's, like, an old house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or it's a new house. Yeah, now I'm just going to think there's fucking a creepy-ass teenager in my walls. Oh, that's it. My husband's checking her walls. <laughs> it's happening before I go to bed tonight. You need to go check all the walls. Everything. <laughs> He's going to look at me like I'm so crazy. He's like, stop recording now. <laughs> stop your podcast. You're being weird. And you think, you're gonna go to, you think you're going to go to school for this stuff? <laughs> so... The passageway where they discovered Danny had been tunneled around, like, to other areas of the house. And there was, like, a ton of, like, peepholes, like, everywhere so that he could, like, observe them. And especially oh, yeah. Annie from, like, whichever room she was in because he was obsessed with her. Yeah, that's so weird. Um, and it, it became pretty clear that he had been pretending to be the ghost of Annie and Jessica's mom in order to torment <laughs> them. Which, you know, he liked tormenting people and... Um, it's believed that he was planning on revealing himself to the girls dressed as their dead mother. Okay, that's right. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And like, uh, <laughs> like, like, she's not going to notice it's the guy that she had. <laughs> to I mean, on a first date with his makeup. 
was on fleek though like he might no i'm just kidding <laughs> those eyebrows though <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that fiber that fiber active <laughs> mascara <laughs> i don't know any of the words you just said no. <laughs> is that right like i think that's right i don't, I don't know. know how to make it um, i don't know how to make it either <laughs> i used to wear the white eyeliner in school okay oh man you did remember when silver eyeshadow was a thing for you <laughs> um, yes i do and I rocked okay. it. Anyway. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so, after this little crazy two-month episode, Danny was placed into a juvenile facility where he remained until October of 1987. So, that was like a few months shy of a year since he tormented okay. the Andrews. Um, almost immediately following his release, he returned to his life of burglary. During okay. one of those, because <laughs> why not, you know? During one of those robberies in November of that same year, so like a month after he got out, um, he stole two handguns from a neighbor's house. Oh, so, that's not good. That's not good. <laughs> that's so not now good. we're going to get to where he escalated to even worse things than just crazy stalker obsession. <laughs> There's worse than dressing up as somebody's dead mother. Well, you know, And murder. living in a crawl space. There's worse. There is worse. Okay, can you? okay so on december 1st 1987 so he got released in october so literally just like two months later okay he entered the home of andrew and priscilla gustafson i think i said that right gustafson um so andrew was an attorney in townsend and he was at work uh, at the time that daniel broke into their home Priscilla, who was a pregnant nursery school teacher, and their two young children, seven-year-old Abigail and five-year-old William, were unfortunately at home at the time. Oh, no. Unfortunately doesn't sound good. It does not sound good. So Trigger. um, Trigger warning. Trigger warning, people. Priscilla was found by her husband, Andrew, when he got home from work, face down on their bed, and the pillows around her were all covered in blood. Um... Come to find out, LaPlante had, LaPlante had raped her and shot her twice at point-blank point range in the head. Oh, no. So after finding his wife, Andrew called the police. He, he waited for them to get to the house to search for the kids. He, like, he didn't even want, like, I guess he called for them, got no answer, didn't want to go looking for them because he, he didn't want to see it, huh? He, yeah, he was just afraid, afraid, fearing the worst, basically. And um, so trigger warning. When the police arrived, they did discover the bodies of the two children. Mm-hmm. They they were in two different bathtubs. So William had been drowned in the upstairs bathroom, and Abigail had been drowned in the downstairs bathroom. Oh no! Yeah. What a freaking okay. So that escalated quickly from crazy obsession to just straight up. He's murder. just pissed now. He's just, uh, yeah. So the investigators followed a trail of evidence, um, including a footprint and a shirt that they'd found at the scene that led them to Daniel. Um, by the next day, they were at his house with a search warrant, and they didn't find him, but they did recover one of those uh, two guns that he had stolen in November. Oh, okay. And they also recovered some items that he had stolen from the Gustafson, Gustafson's home. <laughs> the hard one. Okay. So he had stolen some of their stuff, too. and, and brought it back to his house so meanwhile 
LaPlante knew the police were searching for him and um, he was a few towns over from Townsend and was basically just trying to get away. He kidnapped a woman at gunpoint um, in her house and had her like take him in her car. Luckily, she was able to escape. He didn't, he didn't hurt her. And he was, yeah. And then he was spotted by someone around that had seen his picture on the news and that person like called and tipped the police. So they knew like around where he was. And then he was discovered by police two days later after the murders, um, hiding in a dumpster, you know, as, (laughs) as one does. I swear, all the places. <laughs> you got this crawl space in the house. Oh no, the police are coming. I better hide in this nonchalantly in this dumpster. Uh, you know, he like, just loves like crawling into places. Like, I don't know. Oh, creep. He reminds me of Gollum. <laughs> like, my precious. Yeah. <laughs> so they found him in the dumpster and like yeeted him out of there. That's, that's just what they do. They just keep. <laughs> no. So they took him in and after inspecting like his clothing, they found a hair on his sock and that hair was a match for Abigail, the seven year old daughter. So Out of he, everything, that's the only thing they found, though? Yeah. Like, how did he not get blood on him? Well, I guess he shot her. He shot her, he and I think I, I think I saw um, that he had kind of used the pillows as maybe like a silencer, kind of muffling them. Uh, so that also probably okay. prevented, like, blood spatter from getting on him. Okay, okay. Because I'm like, really? That's, that's how they found Okay, sorry. But, uh, so they found so her hair. Yeah. So, um, he ended up, he was convicted on all three counts of first degree murder and was sentenced to three consecutive life sentences without parole. Good. 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 So, um, in 2017, he asked to be resentenced on the basis that he was a juvenile at the time of the crimes. Oh, because that matters. <laughs> kids will be kids, you know. Um, <laughs> just it was just a couple kills. Just, it's fine. Kids will be kids. <laughs> you boys. Um, yeah. So, and then there was some previous court rulings that were cited saying that juveniles convicted of murder should be given a meaningful opportunity to re-engage with society. That's just not true. Not. Can I can I bring up Edmund Kemper? <laughs> he killed his. He killed his grandparents. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and and then uh, ended up being the co-ed killer, killing a bunch of more women, including his mother. So, yeah, no, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> there was also some new law that was allowing juveniles, it said convict, juveniles convicted of murder, to ask for parole after they'd been behind bars for a minimum of 30 years. Okay. So he'd been in jail for 30 years and thinks that since he's a juvenile, he should get like resentenced, like whatever. The judge, however, did not agree with this. Um, he gave Daniel the maximum penalty of 45 years, meaning, you know, he'd already served the 30. So he has to wait 15 more years before becoming eligible for parole. Okay. And the judge made that decision based on um, an evaluation from a forensic psychiatrist that um, in this evaluation, he had found that Daniel was not at all remorseful for his crimes. 
Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to hope that even in 15 years, they keep his ass behind. Exactly. Because he is a piece of hot garbage. Like, oh man. Literally dumpster garbage. He's like, I wouldn't even given him the opportunity of parole. So yeah, he's like still- they can do that. Uh, Hopefully not, but he's still, he's still in jail for now and, and not eligible at all for anything more years right i guess that was 2017 right so that was 2017 and he already he'd already served the 30 years in 2017 yeah so he's he's got 13 more years 12 more years something like that math again let me math why do we why do we keep putting math in this (laughs) yeah i know he's (laughs) he's got 12 more years so yeah that's it that's the fucked up case of daniel leblanc oh what a little what a little weasel (laughs) <laughs> he does look like a little weasel i'm gonna pick i'm gonna post the pics on the gram like he's he kind of reminds me of like a but not really because he's not that cool but kind of like a grease like a t-bird from greece like he just looks oh, very yeah. like he looks very angsty but also it might be because he's like greasy looking so maybe i was I gonna speak. say you're just saying that probably because he's like all greasy right <laughs> right because he's not <laughs> like he's not as cool as a t-bird he's no even though like I love, I love Grease. I love that movie. But when you watch it, <laughs> they're all little slime balls. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Like I didn't even really, like growing up when, when we turned that on, I was like, oh, oh my God, I love it so much. You know? and they were and so you cool. Actually, <laughs> you watch it as an adult and you're like, oh, don't try to ruin, wow. Gre- don't try to ruin Grease for me. <laughs> you watch it as a, an adult and you're like, oh, wow, these guys are straight like, they're crazy. <laughs> they they're like slime balls and all that good stuff. They bad boys. Ugh. What a what an interesting case. I can actually say the name sounded familiar, but all of that um does not ring a bell. So oh, good, good. I got so you. I feel like yeah, that would definitely did. ring a bell if you'd heard it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Crawl space, all that <laughs> dressing up as <laughs> the dead mother. Yeah, no, no. Catfishing, like all catfish these, and like all these great that, things, just like he all these damn but they're job terrible things. <laughs> all these terrible things rolled into one piece of dumpster garbage. Hey, he did a damn good job of catfishing, but all the way up until he had to hit that doorstep, <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I signed up for." Not at all. Okay. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so tell about our social media, wrap it up. Yeah. So, um, next week is my turn. Um, I actually have a case already in mind that I am, I've been researching the last couple of days, you know, you know me, I gotta, I gotta get all the good stuff, but this time I'm gonna, gonna work on that whole trigger warning thing. Cause yeah, you do that. Our, <laughs> our, our last episode was a little bit gory. So oh, wow. I I apologize. <laughs> I'm pretty sure when you were saying it, I was like, no, no, I know what you mean. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, also, can I say I'm kind of jelly of you? It's like a week away and you're like already researching. I literally like finished my notes like an hour before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> I just get so excited over it. And no, I'm I get like, excited. Oh, so but I also... <laughs> just like, I know. 
And, but to be fair, let's, let's be fair. When our last episode, we had been trying to record for days and we recorded a lot later in the week than we, we originally planned. And for us to make our, yeah, for us to make our weekly turn, um, and it, and it'd be live on, you know, for everyone to be able to listen to our podcast for Mondays, you kind of had a short notice on, on your, your end, unless you're like me and, and working well ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely was not. We yeah. ended that episode and I was like, all right, my turn next. Well, shit, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. Um, I actually have several in mind. Like there's just so many good ones out there. There really is so many good ones. I went through a few before I decided on him. There's, there's a few that I got bookmarked that we'll get to later. Yeah. I mean, there's some really good ones that I want to do, but I don't want to like push these ones that are like huge and major I know. this early on. So I was thinking that we, we gotta, we gotta wean you guys in for the good stuff. That's right. You want to hear the good stuff. You got to keep listening. <laughs> you got to keep listening. I mean, this was good stuff, but if you want to hear like the prime rib, of the podcast <laughs> okay <laughs> it'll come to you i know that was the only thing that popped my head i was like what? okay <laughs> that was oh, um, all right <laughs> anyways follow us on instagram serialholic sisters underscore podcast uh if you're not doing it we we do like to post pictures of our weekly podcast and what it's over and we also uh, i'm throwing in some some other stuff like our creepy zombie horse that my sister got to see <laughs> running in the morning um just yeah, a couple places like the horse yeah. wasn't running i was running that would no, be you were creepier running. if it now just picture it running oh, towards Jesus. me <laughs> you imagine? yeah no i would never run again yeah no like it was creepy literally um, running dead stop look over <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> no, I mean, I've, I've thrown that on there for everyone that's curious to see. Um, we vaguely mentioned it. She, she was running, saw this creepy ass zombie horse, you know, I've never seen so, this. I've run this, this, this way hundreds of times, never seen this horse ever, ever look over. And it's just staring straight at me all creepily <laughs> with its dead eyes. <laughs> So what she do? Whips her phone out, and takes a picture. Well, Snapchat my sister. <laughs> like, look at this shit, girl. Look at this shit. No, um, I mean it's something I would have done too. But no, I, I'm throwing those. Uh, some of my adventures. Um, some of you guys know that listen. Um, I'm also a photographer, so I do like to sometimes find some creepy abandoned places and take pictures on the inside because I'm weird and her pictures <laughs> look cool as shit and yeah I mean I've got I've got some stuff that I've I'm slowly sharing um I've got so many good ones I have to like decipher what I want to share for the week so yeah follow the gram, follow the gram. we also have a we have a Facebook group page um if you haven't followed it you know find us at Serial Holic Sisters do it uh we actually yes yes uh we've got our gmail for all you listeners out there um and if you know some stuff that's super interesting that not many people will know like i mean or something you want to hear 
yeah. hey, I want to hear about this killer, then, then shoot it over to us, um, at our Gmail, you, you know, we're know. constantly, we're constantly looking at it. I've, I'm loving all the feedback that we're getting, uh, from some of our listeners. I've, I've heard some feedback personally, people have messaged me, um, reached yeah. out, which it's great. We appreciate it. We really do. Um, yeah, just keep, oh, yeah. keep following, follow and, you know, subscribe to our podcast on Apple. We also have Google. So those that don't have an Apple phone, don't be alarmed. You're, we are on Google podcast. We are. So yeah, listen, listen, subscribe, hey, Googlers. follow. <laughs> Is that what they're called? Googlers? Googlers. Hey, Googlers. No, I think they're Androids. Uh, <laughs> hey. I know okay. I'm, I'm an, I'm an apple lover. So I got myself an apple. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, follow us, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Um, we do have, I, I'm horrible at this. We have a, a drawing that was supposed to be done Saturday <laughs> night over our free t-shirt. So uh, I texted her at like 1130 Saturday night. I was like, Hey, did we do that drawing? <laughs> I said, crap. No, I had so much stuff going on this weekend. It's been unreal. I barely had time to sit down and do anything. So it's been crazy. I'm, I am going to get on there, um, tomorrow and throw it out there who our winner is. So thanks for playing. Um, you know, be on the lookout for more drawings and more giveaways. We're constantly doing things like that. So, um, yeah, just follow us, subscribe, do all the good stuff. And until next week. Until next week, y'all. All right. Okay. Well, this is us signing off. <laughs> we still don't know how to do that. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay. okay bye. <laughs>